0: Our next guest was quoted in the Times Colonist a few days ago as saying people are going to the U.S. for their fourth COVID shot. Eligibility is limited in British Columbia, while since the publication of that story and the headline, the government of British Columbia, in fact, in yesterday's press conference, has some kind of recommendation for a fall COVID-19 booster campaign. Is that adequate? Our guest is Dr. Eric Kadeski, family doctor, associate professor in the Faculty of Medicine at UBC, and the former president of the Doctors of British Columbia. Dr. Kadeski, good morning, sir.
1: Uh, good morning to you. Thank you so much for the invitation to talk about Well,
0: this. it's good to have you with us, Dr. Kadeski. Uh, the, the, the government of uh, British Columbia had a press conference yesterday afternoon, uh, perhaps in response to headlines like the one you were attributed to, contributing to a few days before, about the fact that more and more of us are planning that fourth COVID shot, and frustration at a lack of receiving an invitation has driven many British Columbians, your point, to leave the province and get a shot in Bellingham. Somewhere like that
1: Exactly. I think a lot of people feel caught because uh, as we know, 60% of British Colombians have had their third shot. They've been told to do it every six months. They keep hearing that protection against Omicron is about four months. and even if you've had the infection, your protections only about two months after that. and so being told to wait longer I think was causing a lot of anxiety for people who see that uh, there are still lots of effects from this particular screen, which is very contagious.
0: Indeed, and Dr. Kadeski, the other thing that the government didn't touch with a 10-foot pole during its long press conference yesterday was the fact that in other Canadian jurisdiction, one thinks of Ontario to begin with, uh, people under the age of 70 have been perfectly able to go get that fourth booster at their own convenience for many, many weeks. That is not the case in British Columbia. We know about what's going on in other provinces. Perhaps that's feeding some of the frustration you're hearing on the front lines.
1: I I think for us, as much as we talk about uh, Canada having a unified system, we've always had multiple tiers. And one of those tiers has been the border that we share with America. And I've had patients since the beginning, even before the first vaccines were available in Canada, who were flying to the States because the land border was closed, who would fly to the States, even sometimes chartering a plane to go down and get those first two doses before they were even available here so now seeing the toll that Omicron is taking and how prevalent it is, it's no surprise that people are wanting to go down and get themselves protected for the fourth shot. And as well, don't forget that in the States now, children six months and above can now receive both the Pfizer or the, or the Moderna vaccine, whereas in Canada, neither one has even been approved yet.
0: That's right. Uh as far as the uh the Omicron itself the the variant that we're experiencing right now the consensus among scientists seems to be that it's going to peak sometime next month. Are you on side with that?
1: Uh the the one thing that we've learned from this is that it's it's completely unpredictable and that's why uh, it's it's very, very difficult to, to say. We can always try our best with the models that we have, but we've learned that the best thing to do is to protect ourselves in so many different ways, washing our hands, wearing masks, being outside and keeping distance and, of course, getting the vaccine when it's available to us.
0: Indeed, yesterday's press conference, and I watched most of it, it took 28 minutes from the beginning of the press conference uh, featuring the minister and a couple of doctors for someone to finally get around to saying, if you're under 70 and you're feeling particularly anxious about your uh, uh, inability to get that fourth shot before you receive your formal invitation, now you can call a number and make arrangements to get that shot took 28 minutes into the press conference to even get to that point after congratulating themselves endlessly for doing a swell job uh, and a lot of people i think they're going to be surprised dr kadeski on monday morning when that phone line starts to to ring from people like many who have approached you uh, expressing those frustrations
1: yeah, i mean first of all you know good good for drs balam and Lavoye and Health too. to to get out in front and address some of the information gaps that are out there and and give the rationale that they want this to coincide with the fall virus season. They want people to wait for these bivalent vaccines that will address the new Omicron strain as well as some of the previous ones. What I'm hearing from people is they still want to know more about what the supply is like. They want to know when our supply is expiring. And for most people, when they talk to me, they hear about this recommendation to wait until the fall, but they really want the bird in the hand. And in this case, it's the shot in the other as soon as possible.
0: Indeed. And, and as far as supplies, uh, Dr. Kadeski, we're hearing about certain um, uh, amounts of COVID vaccine expiring within a few weeks, another uh, a batch expiring within a few months. And I suppose that compounds the frustrations of some British Columbians going, wait a second, you're going to start throwing stuff out and I'm still not able to get my fourth shot. How do you square that circle?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think in general, despite some, some of the behaviors that we've seen during the, uh, the, the pandemic with uh, certain convoys that shall not be named, <laughs> overall, British Columbians have behaved very, very well. And they've stepped aside to say, if there's someone else who needs this vaccine, which is in limited supply, they should go in line in front of me. But I think what most people are saying is, Tell me that that's the case. Tell me that we don't have enough, and I will wait, or I'll find something in a different supply. And I think having that information would help to assuage some of the concerns that most British Columbians
0: have. Indeed, Minister Dix yesterday talked about a million four, 1.4 million British Columbians who have yet to have that third shot, the first of the boosters. Why do you suspect that? I mean, they're not against vaccinations. They've had two shots. What's the hesitancy, rather, on the booster, do you think?
1: I mean, we, I start to see things in different groups. There's the one group, the 60%, that want and as the doses when they've been told they want to stay up to date, they're behaving well, they understand the concern. Then there's the small group who are either anti-vaccine or, more likely, vaccine-hesitant because of the rampant uh, and intentional disinformation that, uh, that's out there. And then you have this other group who, quite frankly, are just fatigued. We're over two years into this. Uh, we, we've had a lot of constraints put on our lifestyles. And for them, they've been told by the Canadian government that two doses, two doses is, is fully vaccinated. True. And, and it's, for them, they just, they don't have the mental energy for it. It's been emotionally exhausting for all of us. And I think that for those people, they would do it, but, again, it would, it's difficult for them to be on high alert all the time because that's just so emotionally taxing, and we've all felt it.
0: Yeah, Dr. Kadesky, is that sort of hesitancy dangerous in the wake of a, of an, a rising variant in our midst? I mean, the vaccine hesitancy and the disinformation
1: has taken a terrible toll. I mean, I've seen families torn apart where, where parents disagree on it, and you have some one parent who's gone down the rabbit holes of social media And they've been persuaded by these very slick and professional uh, videos uh, and other messages that plant the seeds of doubt. And the parents are fighting over what to do with their children. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so on the grander scale, that means that there's some families that literally uh, I've had parents say to me, I I can't vaccinate my children because I'm, I'm, I'm concerned as to what the ramifications will be because it has touched such an emotional nerve the way that people are being manipulated, often for profit. And the results here have been lower vaccination rates than what we would otherwise expect were people to be behaving rationally.
0: And interesting, just further to your point about families torn asunder by the argument going on, we've had divorce lawyers on our program recently, Dr. Kadeski, who would support your your analysis to to, uh, to the nth degree. Uh, the, the, certainly the, the conflict coming from that domestically has been pretty intense.
1: Unfortunately, I, I see it. I see it every day. And, you know, as someone who's, whose life goal is to improve the health of, of others, you know, it, it really, really feels like a sophisticated task to continually be pushing against people who have millions of dollars of resources because of the profits that they make from people buying their vitamins or clicking on their videos Uh, And the problem is that these profits are coming on the backs of of people who are going to put themselves at increased risk of
0: being sick. Indeed. Dr. Kadeski, to your original point, and Minister Dix was very quick to to go to the number, uh, it turns out that 91-plus percent of British Columbians have had the all-important second dose. So in terms of uh, herd immunity, that term that was uh, so loosely tossed around a couple of years ago, something elusive that we might get to at some distant point in the future. Are we there? Uh,
1: the, the idea of herd immunity as being the way out of this, I think, has been disproven. I think what we need to do is to get as many people vaccinated as, as possible. Keep that up because the variants are, are, are happening. Some of them are quite elusive in terms of previous vaccines, in terms of the timelines of how long the protection lasts for. So rather than saying there's a certain percentage we need and then we can sit back, I think we just have to continue being vigilant. As difficult and as emotionally taxing as that is.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Kadeski, so much. Uh, We're very grateful for you this morning. I'm going to yield to my competition in your home and turn you over to your family on a Saturday morning. We do thank you for giving us a few minutes, though.
1: Thank you. We we all thank you in return, and I wish everyone a wonderful weekend.